0: This is a Hot Pie Media Original. Welcome to the show. It's the Amy Edwards Show, and I'm your host, Amy Edwards. I'm so happy you're here. We're going to get honest today with our guest, Justin Wren. And this show is all about transforming our life to be our best version. And one of the paths I'm on is being fully honest. And if you haven't noticed on this show, I try to talk about it all. And so my partner is joining today. As you may or may not know, he has recently been through treatment for addiction in the last six months. And so he is sober now and on a path of 12 steps in sobriety. And we have worked through some things On both sides to come together in the most honest way possible. And we're going to have a super honest conversation about that today, about what that's been like, how we've shown up for each other and the practice that we're continuing in order to maintain that and continue to exceed that and grow. And I hope that it can inspire you to find ways to be more honest in your own life, like all the little ways, because that's what it's essentially done for me. Yes, our relationship is benefiting, but I personally am benefiting. And so is he. And just on our own, autonomously, we can really grow. We can become better versions of ourselves if we get more honest. And it shows us life in a new light and it gets rid of shame and makes us able to relate to others more, show up for other people in a more loving, compassionate, unconditional way. Because when it comes down to it, all these things that we judge so many times, we have things that we could really get honest with ourselves about. And that's what it was for me. So I'm so excited to have this conversation today and I'm so excited that you're here. Remember, we have two shows a week now. Mondays are a solo cast where I did talk about rigorous honesty this week as well. So check that out. Subscribe if you haven't. Um, Please leave a review for the show. We are growing it, and those reviews mean so much. I'm looking forward to reading more of those on the shows as well so thank you if you've left one if you haven't yet thank you in advance and please share this with a friend too if something comes up for you or maybe you recognize something with a friend or want to discuss it i think that's such a great thing please send please let me know to what comes up for you you can always reach out to me dm me on instagram at really me edwards or send me an email amy at amy so i'm so excited to welcome justin Wren today thank you, honey, for showing up the way you have, the way you are. I said briefly what we were going to talk about. Then I was like, nah, just show up. Come on. (laughs) He was. I was like, be as honest as you want, reveal as much as you want. And he did. He showed up, of course, from his heart as he does. So um, I'm very excited to share this with you today and just us coming from our heart and how we are working to implement honesty in our relationship and with ourselves as we grow and recover uh, because I'm in recovery too for codependency and just the validation that I seek and all those things that I perhaps have carried shame around. So here we go on today's episode. Thank you so much. Stick around to the end. We'll have a quick wrap up. Hello, honey.
1: Hi, darling.
0: (laughs) Thanks for doing this.
1: Yeah, I'm excited. You are? Yeah, of course. It's you. you. It's you. You you excite me (laughs) in many, Uh, many ways.
0: Well, I just appreciate it because I just only gave you a real loose briefing of what this is going to be about. And you're like, yeah, Yeah, I'm there.
1: I'm there. I just felt like it wasn't know exactly what it is. I
0: know, but I just felt like, you know, we've we've kind of chronicled things about our relationship as you've come through your relapse and we work to stay together. And so I think it's just a good time for a check in and something I've noticed about myself. Yep. And I just thought we could have a conversation about it. So I'm lighting some Palo Let's Santo. Do it.
1: Any conversation Let's with you,
0: cleanse our space,
1: is normally powerful and <laughs> profound.
0: Well, thank you. I appreciate that.
1: I love you. You make me want to be better, a better human, a better partner. I love you a too. A better nonprofit founder, like you, a better fighter. Like you inspire me in all areas of my life.
0: Well, not fighting with each other, I hope, but but actually, actually, though, yeah, a better, you know, a better fighter when you're in a relationship, you want to fight fair, fight fair. You want to fight in better ways. Yeah. And, um, and that's my intention. I think with this episode is to point out that we can really take responsibility for our own actions and everything. I'm a big proponent of everything being relative, but this is one case where I don't see things as relative. So, okay. and that would be talking about our own actions yeah. and our own accountability and our own responsibility. And so, um, so I, I'll just go ahead and and preface this a little bit for us. Sure. So, um, one of my biggest pet peeves in the whole wide world, I don't even know if you can call it a pet peeve is when, um, something happens and somebody doesn't take accountability for their actions and they turn it around on you, you know? Oh my God, I hate that. And, um, and I end up confused and all my life when that would happen, I've always been like, Oh, I hate when people, I just called it turning it around on me. And I guess I noticed it with myself and having to really step up in an accountability way when I was, my own actions were brought up by you. Right. And so <clears throat> when you went to rehab, I went through your phone, I went through all your messages to find out what I didn't know. And when I went out of town, you went through my messages <laughs> and then you talked to me about it. I think there's,
1: it. I think there's a clinical term for that in therapy. It's called pain shopping.
0: Someone asked me what that means. And can you define
1: it? Oh, probably not really well, but I will try. It's basically shopping, looking for pain points. Now, I think in our way, we were looking for honesty, mm-hmm. um, but with that, finding out about dishonesty on both sides, uh, potentially, was 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 painful, right? Right. And uh, sort of wade through those waters. But I think pain shopping in a codependent way is looking for reasons to be hurt. Mm. And reasons to be upset and reasons to not just verify what you might think and come to find out to be true, but just looking for reasons to be hurt. And it's a lot of times found in victimhood. Um Is like, that what you think? Me.
0: Do you think you were doing that? Uh no. Or do you think you were just like, She looked through mine, I'll look through hers? Or do you think it was like what don't I, don't I know? Or cause mine came from like what don't I know?
1: Yeah, But then it
0: turned into pain shopping because I kept doing it while you were gone. And I was like, what else is there? Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. Uh, I think mine (laughs) might sound a little foolish, but I think some of mine was the, what do I not know? And if there is something to be resentful about, let's get it out. So that I could take it into my, my 12 step work, um, into there's something called a fourth and fifth step where there's like resentment list. And, yeah. um, obviously you want to get everything out in front of you, uh, not you, but yourself, uh, in this case, a sponsor and your higher power to be able to like deal with it and handle it and like get it out in a healthy way. Yeah. So in one way I did it in a very unhealthy manner by going and pain shopping in another way. I was thinking or rationalizing it in my own head. that, Like I need to know too. And then that way there's nothing to know, or there's something to know. And then we can talk about it, be completely honest. And I can do my work, self-work, uh, with someone I trust and I can, we can wade through this and we can be stronger on the other end of it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I think because you've done a lot of work and because recently I've had to do a lot of work, through treatment and recovery and things like that. Like luckily I had the tools because if I didn't have the tools, it could have led to, I don't know, acting out in a, a way either in our relationship or um, acting out by using, which now I have 109 days sober. So I'm excited about that. Um, But I, I guess, I guess we can continue to talk about it. Like, why did I do that?
0: Well, no, it's this is, conversation. Isn't really about why you did that. Cause I'm glad you did it. Hmm. Um, I was just curious. Yeah. Like I, think, I thought I'd ask.
1: Yeah. I think if you've asked yourself, for, like why
0: you did it, you know?
1: Yeah, I did. And, um, I think, I mean, this might I hope it doesn't sound delusional, but I really want us to live more honestly. And so, um, I mean, you were, well, I you mean, were asking for that, wanting yeah. that, declaring or demanding that, which, which, <laughs> which brought me to a a place that. Having a good partner challenging you will sometimes invite you into a deeper relationship or call you higher into. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it was a great invitation to like step up and live more honestly, which, which benefits our relationship, but it benefits me as a whole person to be able to live more authentically or honestly with anyone that comes into my path.
0: And I think I was like wishing for us to have like a super honest relationship. And so (laughs) that was a typical, like, be careful what you wish for, because then I was called out on some things because, because basically, you know, this is about it not being relative because I felt like I could look at my own actions once they came out, once you were like, yeah, but you did this and this and this, and you were communicating with this guy and this guy or, you know, whatever. and. I was forced to really be honest with myself. And also I was forced not to compare and not to say like, yeah, but you did this. And I mean, I've had moments where I wanted, I had to, and I think I've told you too, where I was like, I'm having to bite my tongue so hard right now because I want to say you did X. And, but that's not what it's about. It's about really taking responsibility, full responsibility for our own actions, not, not saying, well, mine aren't that bad because compared to you you know?
1: Yeah. I, and
0: so I just, I want, I want to put that out there. Like it's not relative, take responsibility for your own actions. And I just feel like I was forced to, and I'm really, I'm glad you looked through it because I've reflected on some of that stuff and been like, what if I had taken my computer with me when I was gone those, those days, you know, or what if, like, what if I deleted stuff? What if, you know, cause I don't delete anything. And so you know what if? What if? But I'm really glad I didn't. I'm really glad it's all out.
1: Yeah, me too. <laughs> no, I really am. I wonder if, for context, Um, you know, I don't know how how deep we go, but in my, I don't care. Yeah. Well, I mean, for I'll, me, you can talk
0: about anything. It's fine.
1: Yeah, I, I would just say because people are like probably wondering, listening. Yeah, sure. What happened? But um, in my inebriated state or relapses like I had some very uh inappropriate interactions or conversations. Um specifically like through through text messages or online. And um and you found those while I was gone in a way. And uh, you know, it it hurts me that I hurt the person I love the most. And that it hurts me not because of how I look or am perceived, but because I know that's not the right thing to do. And that's not who I want to be. And so for, for me, I believe just fixing, I mean, the statement of recovery is you give up, you get in an inactive addiction, you give up everything for one thing that substances, but in recovery, you give up one thing for everything. And so by me giving up recovery, how to try to relate that statement is, me giving up those substances, like I believe I won't make those kinds of actions, right? And so, um, or at least I'm a much, much, much better set up to not make those. Not well, you did. You
0: did the work on <clears throat> understanding where your need for validation was coming from. Yeah. Those things, and yeah. so did I, yeah. because I have struggled with that for a long time. So I had to say, I had to look at yours too and go, oh. I can understand that because I've done it and I may be still doing it to a certain extent, you know?
1: Yeah. And so I, I, in, in comparison, I mean, comparison is the thief of joy. That's a great quote that I think is very true. We always compare ourselves on social media and that robs us of our joy. We're comparing ourselves to people's highlight reels that oftentimes are fabricated for sure. We don't feel good enough. um, Pretty enough. uh, Wealthy enough. all, All these different things or loved enough, liked enough, This person's picture has a thousand likes. Mine only has 12 likes or whatever it is. But in this case, you're right. Like in comparison it and comparing it, just looking at the degree, like mine far outweighed yours. Um, But I would, I would say that still for me seeing some of it, I was just like, oh, wow, like this happened or that happened. And I wonder why. And it goes back to the validation. I mean, we can see that in comparison Um, they were both like seeking validation.
0: I don't, and I just don't even like putting it in the terms of like yours outweighed mine. Like I'm trying really hard to resist that. And I have been trying to resist that and just look at my own actions and like recognize any time that I might have an interaction that I wouldn't want you to see. That is an indicator that it is something to pay attention to, Oh yeah, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Or if it couldn't be, uh seen by me or or like for you, if it can't be seen by you or anybody right or know? or any I think there's like
0: a something they say where it's like if you wouldn't want your grandma to read it,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> then don't do it
1: so i'll I'll say that there's been a lot of freedom uh we can even say that we we went down to Lake Austin or the river, right the Colorado River called yeah. Lake Austin, and I thought it was really healthy, a lot of cultures have things called a despacho ceremony mm-hmm. where they, whether it's journaling and writing something or it's a, a type of like, I don't know, just a transition period from one thing to another. And it's kind of burning the old to invite in the new. It's almost like a rainforest. Whenever it burns, it comes back fresher and newer with more life. Uh, and mm-hmm. so we actually did that with, in particular, my my cell phone and we took that down to the river. We had a phone smashing ceremony where we just got rid of my old phone.
0: I was really glad to smash that phone.
1: Yeah, I was too.
0: Really hated that and what it represented because that was when we, which we've talked about, uh, when the the episode that we did that um, you left for treatment, I think I said in my intro to that, that we had that massive fight and it was really about those phones and what I didn't know. And that's why I went pain shopping or whatever you want to call it. Truth shopping really is what I went for. And, um, and so, yeah, despite I looked up despacho ceremony, it says it's a prayer bundle or offering an expression of gratitude to heal physical and emotional ailments of any kind or to restore balance or harmony where it's off or when there's a specific request of the spirit world. So um, I've done it with like, you know, biodegradable things, but this obviously wasn't, Quite, but yeah, it, it was good to smash. And-
1: well, one of the powerful or profound things about that was, I mean, to just share how I related it. Um, you know, I've lived in the Congo. I've lived in the rainforest. I lived by all sorts of mines: gold mines, diamond mine, coal tan mines. Coal tan mines are in every one of our smart devices: mm-hmm. smartphones, smart TVs. And uh, something like eighty percent of the world supply comes from Congo. Well, hundred percent of that. Is all, basically 100% is all slave mind. And whenever I broke into that phone, I saw not just the raw coltan that I saw in Congo that people were enslaved for, but I saw it, whatever you call it, developed into this pretty shiny material. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's the coltan. Like some of the people I love have been enslaved for this. And then on the other side of the world, I've been a slave. To this phone.
0: Mm-mm.
1: And I was Ooh. like, I was just like, whoa. Honey. Like people I love and that we help are slaves for this. And then on the other side of the world, I've become a slave to this phone. Um, and I mean, sometimes I can spend too much time on social media, or sometimes I can uh just veg out with it, or whenever I'm using, or I can use it to get drugs, uh, to um, and then in those moments, I'm a runner when I use. I run, I flee, I hide nine times out of 10 or more. And, um, and your best friend is that phone. Yeah. That's because I'm alone. Yep. I'm completely alone. And so, uh, there's been times I've sought validation from others and probably in those moments it's because I feel like I'm such a POS or whatever that like, that's the feeling I have. Um or feel worthless maybe like i'm not amounting to much like look what i've fallen back to that i might revert back to or fall back to well what can i find some little bit of worth in you know and so maybe that that validation or that feeling of some sort of worth like still desirable or something uh was was maybe why i acted out feels good to not be in that place anymore that's for for sure
0: well, for sure. I mean, I feel like getting all this out feels so good. Yeah. Yeah. Because I knew it's, there was stuff there that, you know, I've talked about this. I knew there was stuff there and I was confused because I was like, why am I feeling this way? You know, and um, and then I felt validated just because I was like, well, my intuition wasn't off. Yeah. And same with crazy. you, which was one of the things. So I was like pretending that I was all squeaky clean when I really wasn't, you know, with my own messages and and phone messages and everything else. And so when you went through it, you were like, (laughs) you kind of said the same thing to me. You were like, I knew something was up. And, you know, to me, I'm seeing it through this other lens uh, and like the messages that Maybe we're with different people and I'm seeing it through a lens of like years and, you know, context and all that. But when you read it from outside, it doesn't look good. Yeah. And so you were like, you were, you said to me, you were acting like I was way off base and I'm not. And I was like, okay. So I had to like take a deep breath and really face my own actions. And really it was just good for me aside from our relationship to be like, am I really being honest with myself? Am I kidding myself? Because I think that might resonate with a lot of people listening to this. Like we kid ourselves, which I'm sure you did with your phone. Yeah. I'm sure you fucking did. Yeah. I think you did at the beginning of our relationship too, you know, because I knew something was off then and I used to say it.
1: Yeah. uh, Anytime. I don't know about every time, but uh, pretty much anytime there's a relapse like that, that has accompanied it. And, um, and you know, that feeling when you wake up in the morning after, well, maybe you, you probably don't have as many experiences, but whenever you wake up in the morning, you don't remember what happened.
0: Oh, I know.
1: And then you're like, Oh no, what did I do? I don't remember any of it. And then to see that stuff or find that stuff or even to hide that stuff from myself. Um, and then to find it later, that's like, Holy smokes. Like this is not who I want to be. Yeah. It's Just not. And, um, so, yeah, I think at the beginning, when I had relapsed in our relationship, and then I got better for a little bit, and then there was a cycle that went through our relationship. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'm just excited for the future, and where I am right now, where I am right now, I'm just incredibly grateful i think I think to go back a little bit to talk about just how I was feeling is you are an incredibly wonderful human being and people are drawn to you and you light up a room when you walk in. Thank you. Your smile, your eyes and how you listen. And whenever someone shares something with you, you have uh, you're not listening just to respond, but you, if you do have a response, it's normally like going deeper into a better question or into like more desire to learn about that person. And that is something that I think is unique about you. There's people that are like that, but you're unique in it, to where it draws people in. And so it's charismatic, but it's real. It's genuine. And uh, so what comes with that is people are going to desire you to be around you, to be with you, and different things like that. And so there were moments where I'm like, oh, that guy, I know what he really wants. Um, and that was my intuition. It's like, I, I trust you, but it's like, but I might not trust him fully, you know? I and exactly yeah.
0: that feeling. Yeah. <laughs> From the reverse.
1: Yeah. And okay. so I think that there was moments where I'm like, no, I know this and, oh, they're reaching out. Oh, they're reaching out a lot or, oh, they're, they're, they're just being cute or fun or flirtatious. Um, that I was like, no, like you might hold your boundaries, but. I think they're trying to push that limit, like like how far mm-hmm. can they push the line back um, to test the waters and to see things. And then there's times that, you know, it, you test the waters back just a little bit. And um, so I was like, whoa, 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 what's, what's going on here whenever I, I saw it?
0: I know. Yeah. And I think like when we talk about those things, we did it mostly without fighting oh yeah and arguing mostly yeah we're not perfect no but mostly we did and it took a lot of like ego swallowing for both of us
1: yeah definitely
0: when i talked about yours and when you talked about mine yeah i think
1: Uh uh-huh i would agree which is very challenging in a relationship very challenging (laughs) i mean i would even say the fighting wasn't like besides before I went to treatment, like I don't think it was anything bad, right? It was just getting out like.
0: I think we had a couple moments. A couple moments. But I
1: think that we were quickly able to remind ourselves that we're for each other. Yeah. I'm for you. You're for me. I'm for me. You're for you. Like we're for this relationship Mm -hmm. where we stand on a united front.
0: Well, I think you would get, you would get frustrated with me though, when I wouldn't recognize it like what you were saying like you know yeah Yeah, no i
1: I, you're right and
0: it takes that like me being really hardcore honest with myself to say like either you have a point or maybe i'm you know reading it through my own lens or whatever it is and not to compare it to whatever you've done or your history or not to like Try to explain it, but instead really listen to how you feel and what you've felt in that and so and to just hear it and try to understand, which is actually really hard to do sometimes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. In a
0: relationship because we want to defend. I want to say no, I was, but I had the like, really get honest with myself. Yeah. And it's so funny. I'll talk to other people and hear what is going on in their relationship and stuff and now I feel like I can see it pretty well when I'm like, okay, are you really being honest with yourself about this? Mm. Like let's be real. Mm. Do you ever feel like that?
1: Yeah. Well, you know, I think I think we're surrounded with a lot of really really incredible people in our lives and I'm really I feel like we're really grateful and fortunate for that. But I would say that there's there's relationships that because we're and it's not that we're better than at all, but I think that we see that we're trying to get better and grow. And then when we see some friends that maybe aren't and um, they're just stuck in and maybe self-defeating patterns or behaviors or we're attitudes just not or being fully honest. not being honest, like, like we that's can kind the of part pick I up mean. on I'm that like, because oh gosh, because we're being honest so we can see whenever we're others, trying to recognize
0: know, the times we're not. And yeah, yeah. It's just been a massive learning experience.
1: It's, it's been the greatest season of growth <laughs> in my life. And uh, there's some sort of saying that's, you know, there is no growth in your comfort zone and there is no comfort in your growth zones. Ooh. So it's. How
0: have I never heard
1: that. I, I know. like that. You like that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's no, there, there's, com- there's no growth in your comfort zone
0: and no comfort, is in, no your comfort in your growth. Zones.
1: So. so there's there's been some uncomfortable times, but I feel like after it, leaning through the uncomfortability, it's almost like a workout. You go through a workout and you feel so uncomfortable during it, but afterwards you've accomplished something mm-hmm. and there's almost like endorphins and you're like, "Ah, I just did that." You know, so some of these challenging conversations we've had where we're not where we fight fair or we're not hitting below the belt and we're like saying, Hey, this is because I love you and we want to grow and want to get better. And you have always pointed back to which I have adopted or adapted and be like, yes, me too. Is we want to live fully honest,
0: entire, yeah.
1: entirely devoted, like not being insincere about it, mm-hmm. not saying it, but not backing it with actions. Like if we're going to do this, it has to be done this way. And so I'm just like kind curious of leveling up that what commitment. it can feel like. Yeah. Like, it feels good. Well, cause we're doing well,
0: it. I mean, like, I'm just, I'm just really curious. Cause I don't, I, I clearly have never done it. <clears throat> I've been married twice. You've been married once. And like, mm-hmm. clearly we weren't doing it. So what's possible yeah. if we really do that and mean it. And I got to thinking about that book that we've both read. The truth
1: Oh by so Neil good. Strauss, yeah.
0: which we highly recommend. I Very devoured it in so. five days. You two or three. Yeah. You killed it. And in it was a like a matter of days. Four or
1: five hundred pages?
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. I
1: mean, literally it was two or three days I finished it.
0: Highly recommended. Um, but one of the things he says in there is it's the, it's the biggest like, book
1: in the fastest amount of time I've ever read. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> um, maybe me too. And it's on my top like five books. And One of the things he says in there, though, is that relationship killer phrase where he's like, she says the one thing that, you know, you don't want to hear that's like going to do you in. And he says it to her at one point, too. It's like, let me see your phone. And um, I thought that was really profound because there's always like shit in there floating around that we don't want somebody to see, I guess. And like, I feel like you and I have pushed Past that, mm-hmm. and I'm hoping it continues.
1: Yeah. I, I think it will.
0: I have become I know it well. very, like I said earlier, I've become very conscious of all my responses and how I am with mainly other men. And, you know, is there anything that if you read it, you would be like, huh, you know, and I don't want any of that. Yeah. I want to be completely above board.
1: Yeah. I, I, I've been doing that too. And it feels good. Yeah. Yeah, It feels good. Yeah. What do you think for you? Like, um, we had said something because obviously some of them were from the past. Some of them were during our relationship. Some of them were while I was at treatment. Right. Right. And while I was at treatment. You went
0: way back on mine.
1: Yeah. But (laughs) some of them.
0: Years. Yeah.
1: (laughs) 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 Well, but. Well, but that was almost seeking the validation or the confirmation that oh this wasn't always platonic and completely oh yeah you were. innocent mm-hmm. like it's always been shared like this was always cuz i thought it a-
0: was that's where i had to be honest with myself yeah to me it was platonic and stuff yeah. so i didn't but care if i didn't crossed the line that way in the- yeah because i knew where the line was for me yeah <laughs> That makes sense. Anyway, finish your thought. So during, while during your time of treatment, right.
1: Yeah. Uh, So people trying to move in while I'm gone. Mm -hmm. And then you had a response that like, I could have complete empathy for and understanding. And it's like, okay, I understand, but how do we just get better from there?
0: Yeah. My response was, Um, I thought, I didn't know if we were going to stay together, right. I thought I was old, turning fifty, I had gained twenty pounds, I thought I was undesirable, and, and so to know you were desired I just wanted to feel desired, yeah,
1: and that you still got it because you didn't.
0: yeah, I just wanted to feel like I had some kind of options because I was really feeling like I didn't. I was feeling bad, yeah, which if people go back and listen to my episodes they'll they'll hear it. I talk all about that, but i i was I didn't tell you that, you know. But then you found it and I mean, like, I don't think I was super consciously doing that in the moment. I think it just felt good and it was giving me something I needed. I don't think I was really going like, what do I need here? You know, like, and um, in hindsight, when you brought it up, though, I was able to say, oh, yeah, yeah. I remember I was feeling really shitty about myself Mm. and didn't and, and like thought, well, I'm probably just going to turn 50 and shrivel up and die, you know?
1: <laughs> and and <laughs> so not, you
0: know. I know, but sometimes when you're in those dark moments, you can't see past it.
1: Right. Yeah. I love you.
0: I love you too.
1: I didn't think we were going to do a podcast about this.
0: What did you think it was going to be? I, I thought that know. I told you. This is what yeah, I wanted to honesty, do. the honesty,
1: honesty. I mean, we're really laying it out there. But uh, I think that's Which is good. good. I do too.
0: Let's be honest about it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean, you yeah. know,
1: I mean, I hope, I hope one day we can, you know, point people who have been through divorce or people that have been through whatever it is, alcoholism or being with an addict or, or even infidelity, different things like that, that we could show them like, Hey, there's, if you still want it and that, the you're seeing action and the person's willing and you are willing to live honestly. then like, there's always hope. Yeah. There's hope in the dark and you're in the throes of it right now. I think, but lean in, lean leaning
0: in, and- in. Yeah. And I, I just want to address this, which I know is going to speak to you too. Just, it came up when you were talking about that. I feel like I've been burned from being honest before. And so you can have some resistance and think that it's just going to be too hard Mm -hmm. and it is hard, but, and I think back on like the times that I'm specifically thinking of one, when I was a teenager and my mom was asking about sex, you know, and if I had been sexually active with one person in particular and I wanted to have honesty And so I tried to be honest and she like kind of lost her shit. She started crying and stuff. And so then I just backtracked and I was like, forget it, forget it. It's it's too hard. It's hurting her, you know? And then I know when my first husband and I were splitting up and we were in therapy and I tried to do that again and be honest about cheating, which I had done a few years before and, and it, it went terribly South. And, um, and so I think you can like, feel like it's not worth it, you know, but it is, it is, it is, it's just, I don't know. I just want to recognize when people are like, yeah, but.
1: Yeah. I think, I think living honestly should always be the default to like do that. (laughs) Like just, just do that. I think that certain people will feel like it's a, a case by case basis. Yeah. Meaning like so in in at least the treatment world uh they talk about making amends and basically going to anyone that you've harmed and as long as your honesty doesn't hurt or injure that person or anybody else then like do it. Like make amends. And if it's going to hurt somebody, which like sometimes you're like, how is honesty ever going to hurt somebody? Um, Then make a living amends, meaning change your life, do the next right thing, let that person know that's what you're doing. But you don't have to necessarily divulge information. I think I think one of the things in the big book was talking about. uh, And again, I'm not kind of not supposed to go public with AA stuff. But anyways, it's in (laughs) treatment. It's in like 12 step recovery programs. They talk about if someone made a mistake with uh, somebody and I I think it's been through business or through like they say there's miracles that happen for people that have robbed people or done this and that and gone up and owned up to it and said, I want to make it right. I want to pay it back. I can do X, Y, Z. And they're super prepared and do it. Um, But like a case of of somebody that did something that they said, you know, not in always every single case is a black and white issue. Like if this husband goes and says they did this at that one time and they can't make a living amends, but they go own up to it. And then all of a sudden they're put in jail. And now some of that is what needs to be done. I know a story of a guy that could have been put away for like 20, 30, 40 years for what he admitted to the DEA. Yeah, And instead they say, You've changed your life. Go help others change their life. And he's been one of the most impactful people in my life, which is pretty incredible. He owned it. He lived honestly. Yeah. But they say, don't just be black and white. Always. That's the case. If I'm forgetting the example because I don't have the book in front of me, but it talks about like if this person's going to get be put away and he's the sole income provider for his family and now his wife suffers, his kids suffer, his everything else. Like in that case, it could have been better to just literally change your life. And make other people's lives better. And you do it through action that way, because I don't know, I, I'm, I'm people more experienced than me would be able to share to that. But I know that through our case, it's been, it's been awesome to be a hundred percent honest.
0: Well, I wanted to take what you were saying and flip it around too. Sure. Um, Cause last night, Gigi, our 12 year old, my mm-hmm. 12 year old was telling me something And she was being really honest about how she felt and it hurt my feelings and I Ah. got upset. And then she said, I'm sorry, mom, I shouldn't have been so honest with you. And I was like, ah, shit. And so I ended up gathering myself and I said to her, no, I want you to be totally honest with me. I'm glad you were. Yeah. You can always be totally honest with me. And so I think there's an opportunity even when in the moment we react badly or take it too personally or are hurt, like maybe the way my mom was, or maybe the way, you know, my first husband was in that moment or whatever, there's a way to come back around and recognize our own behavior and be like, okay, I want you to be honest with me. Yeah, it hurt me. And yeah, I had an intense reaction, but you're able to do better next time. You yeah. know, and like, I hope I'm able to do better with her because I want my kids to be honest with me. For sure. And so even when it's challenging and like you think often they're going to be honest in ways that won't hurt you. But that hurt me. I mean, she was like, you know, comparing my house and her dad's house and she likes his better. <laughs> so I was like, ah, you know, <laughs> but I'm glad she was honest. And I, I, I think that when you flip it around, like, like our phones and stuff, mm. there's ways for us to be like able to take a deep breath and do better when someone's showing up really honest mm. to know that we're a safe space a to safe be honest. To be
1: honest. Yeah. Yeah. Which is
0: super scary. Cause I know I went into my second marriage and we were like, we're always going to be totally honest if anything comes up and stuff. But when it came down to it, we weren't.
1: Mm. Yeah. I think that you just reminded me of a quote from that same guy that, Could have put himself in. Oh, actually, it wasn't 40, 30 or 40 years in jail. He was going to be facing four sentences of up to 99 years each. So he could have put himself into prison for 400 years for the amount of drugs that he was bringing over the border and everything else.
0: That's ridiculous. wild
1: story, right? Yeah. uh, I still uh,
0: think that's a ridiculous sentence for something like that. But anyway, that's another conversation.
1: So he, he, uh, he told me, that God or this universe puts people in your life as cosmic mirrors to be a reflection of like how to basically how to live your life better or more honestly. And so whenever people bring stuff up or they're this reflection and and you get to look at yourself and be like, oh, I see me in them. And how can I help be how can my aim be of to be of maximum service to help this person but also, what can they say that I can take the truth from and apply it to my own life? And they have this saying, if it doesn't apply, let it fly. Like if some of their truth actually isn't the truth, and if you can't find that middle ground of your truth and my truth, finding the truth, then if it doesn't apply, let it fly. Like just kind of mm-hmm. let it wash off your back. But I think it's great that people do certain things in our lives that get us to do self-reflection. and. That's that's what what this
0: was for me. And that's what I feel like I could have been so distracted about. I could have been defensive. I could have accused you. I could have turned it right back around on you. And instead, it was a chance for me to reflect and do better and own my behavior. I should probably say I'm sorry. I have to you.
1: But, you know. And I'm sorry too, of course. Mm -hmm. We've said that.
0: We have yeah. it just seemed like a good we've moment yeah, to thanks. say it. <laughs> yeah, well,
1: thank you. Again. You know, yeah. uh, I'm excited for the new, the new set of, well, let's talk about that.
0: Journal. So, um, like, what do you think it's brought to our relationship?
1: Well, I mean, we, we've always had a relationship that I would classify as the most intimate relationship I've ever had. So intimacy, but a much deeper well of intimacy. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like, I feel like you're able to come to me and be honest and I'm able to, I don't know, I guess hold that and be able to be like, okay, what do we do with this? How do we move forward? And same thing. I know I can come to you and be honest with you. And so I think from that, it's brought us closer together in a, a deeper way. I mean, I've loved that. What do you think?
0: I think for me it's made me feel way more secure than I ever have but I've also done the self work like along with it so I feel like there's like two kind of elements to it like we're both showing up that way but then I've also done the self work which yeah. is what it takes which is what you have to do it's like you talked about in that one episode where we were talking about showing up a hundred yeah a hundred um like people don't show up 50/50 you show up 100/100 multiplies or something anyway I'm yeah, if you, that, if <laughs> you times
1: 0. 0.5 times 0. 0.5 it's not one it's 0. 0.25 right. there's even less of you less of you both because mm-hmm. you're only showing up 50% but it's like a force multiplier whenever a couple comes together where they're bringing 100% of themselves the other person brings 100% of themselves and now the relationship can be complete not incomplete mm-hmm. and they talk about through all this treatment and recovery I've gone through that like codependency, they make the relationship bigger than themselves. And so each person becomes smaller and the relationship is bigger than them both. But in an interdependent, not codependent, but interdependent relationship, like each individual is actually bigger on a diagram. And then the relationship between them is like a little bit smaller than they are like half or something like that. And they said, that's just a, you never want to lose yourself in the relationship. And so I think that part of this becoming more honest and you allowing me to, you see me like going to intensive outpatient, going to these recovery meetings, sometimes coming with me, not often, but sometimes we go together and us, me doing my work, you doing your work, like instead of me trying to fix you or you trying to fix me, it's like, I've got this part we're going to contribute to support and help the other person. But I think like you allowing me to go do my own work has meant I could come back and bring more to the relationship. Yeah. And same with you. It's like, I see you doing the work and you doing your habits in the morning and reading and meditating and all that stuff. And I think what you get to bring back into the relationship is, is more than if we put the relationship on a higher pedestal than, ourselves if yeah. that makes
0: sense yeah and that's kind of why i wanted to talk about this too yeah. i want people to like hear like what we are actually doing yeah and not just think oh look at them like they, yeah yeah um so the other thing i mean it's brought to me besides well the security has like you know runoff from it in the other spaces in my life and I just feel like sexually, sex is better when you're it's honest, <laughs> had a really big impact, yeah. right?
1: Yeah. I would say so for sure. It has for Significantly. me.
0: Significantly.
1: Significant.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's obviously. It's not just
1: physical. It's deeper emotionally and almost spiritually, right? Like just yeah. connected. Yeah. I like that.
0: Well, and for me, I mean, I think. I mean, think- it's always been great. <laughs> yes it, it has always been great we can say that but, yeah sure but uh but, it's um, it's much but
1: deeper for
0: me it's gone a lot further because i think that you know as a woman and i've talked about on this show like having orgasms and stuff can be challenging i get in my head i think about things and now i feel like so much more solid and stuff that i can tell i'm growing and it's changing and that's not to mention like, yeah, we've been, I've been talking about it on this show with different guests, Jade Bryce, whoever, um, that sex chick for, you know, six months or so and making it a regular thing on this show and just, but those two things really do cross over into each other. So if you want that really good sex life, and if you want to explore that part of yourself, get really honest and then see what happens. I would, I would say at least that's, What's happening for me. I can happening for, for myself. Too. Yeah. Yeah. And it's very interesting.
1: It's not just a physical attraction. It's like, I don't know. It's like, uh, who was it? Was it Stephanos that said soul fucking? It's, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it wasn't just our bodies, you yeah. know, making love. It was our souls, our hearts, yeah. our minds.
0: But for me, there's something else. It's like an ability to let go and
1: probably trust more.
0: It's, it's that trust because I, because we're actually doing the actual trust stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm able to, to surrender to that. And that's been huge for me because like I'm almost 50 and I feel like I haven't had that with someone.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm,
0: So, what a gift. Got me on age. What a gift to give each other. I know.
1: At 34, I've never had that. And so it's, it is. It's kind of like the gift of honesty. Like you get to unwrap this incredible (laughs) thing, this present. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's like you get to live more in the present. You get to experience more with each other in the present because you're like functioning on a whole new, I guess, wavelength. Yeah, I guess so of like, or frequency of trust and love and really maybe faith in that other person, because you're like, oh, wow, they were just really honest about that. <laughs> and, and honestly, I will say this, that I've always been inspired and encouraged and want to emulate how honest you are with people. And I know that you've said that it's taken a lot of work or that you haven't always been that way. And you're it's a honest.
0: practice.
1: Living honestly is a practice. That's for sure.
0: And it is because there's times
1: there's times things come up and it's like, do I, and it's like when you pull the trigger and say, yes, I do. It normally turns out to be absolutely for the best, you know?
0: Yeah. And I mean, since we're going down this road. We've been able to talk about like sex fantasies, like things that we haven't told other people from way back and stuff. You just told me something the other day, I think maybe yesterday. And you were like, oh, I've always been liked this, you know? And uh, and I was like, oh, huh. I'm like, wow, we're compatible. (laughs) I like that too. Um, but. That's just been interesting because I, I talked about this a couple of weeks ago on my episode with Christopher Brown, which is excellent. And I told him how, remember that day I was sitting in my vanity and I had like a random sex fantasy and I told you, yes. like, that's something that normally I would just keep to myself and wouldn't share. And instead I shared it because it was about someone else. And, and you were like, tell me. And then you were there for it and you just let it be because it really is a normal thing that everybody does. And so if we can be able to not take it so personally, you know, and not be like, oh, I'm offended. Like you want somebody else? Like, no, I was just having a thought. Yeah. Because I'm human.
1: Yeah. And... What was going to say? We did that want, will, won't list. Yeah, which is in the
0: episode with Alexa Martinez Bodich, that sex chick, which yeah. came out end of December. And, and
1: uh, I still need to go back and listen to that episode. I bet it's incredible. It is. And but we have done the list, and now I've shared that around with plenty of our friends. <laughs> and
0: one of your favorite dinner conversations.
1: Yeah, we just went out to Abba here in Austin. An incredible restaurant, and some of our friends were in town from Vegas, and we sat down with Mike and Tay, and we sat down and we did the whole list uh, <laughs> just spontaneously just over a- dinner. Over dinner, and our waitress was our server was loving it mm-hmm. and got involved and uh, wanted us ask her some questions. Anyways, it was it was like out there for me to have that kind of conversation. Like I didn't grow up that way. You don't talk about sex and uh, you keep it all inside. And for us to be able to be honest on this piece of paper and be like, we've never talked about this. You have a friend that was on the show that said she hadn't asked her husband many of those questions, most of those questions for over 10 years. Mm -hmm. And so exploring new ways of intimacy, asking questions. We're going to be doing our relationship journal tonight, Mm -hmm. Uh, but we have this date deck and this intimacy deck where we get to sit down and we get to ask each other questions. And they're great prompts to get you in deeper conversation than, yeah. than maybe not. You know? Well, it's easy
0: to just check out and not explore all those things with the person that you're with all the time. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think I think what this has shown me is that you, you can always go deeper. Meaning there's always more love. There's always something new to learn. And there's always something new to explore. And, for us, I mean, just speaking openly, like sex has been so fun, so much exploration, uh, and it seems like it's always new or fresh or changing things up. And, uh, that's been great, but just to have like a simple list as a tool in front of us, I mean, it took us like two hours yeah. uh, to go through this list. And it's yeah. like one thing we both didn't know is that, uh, you know, we could talk dirty. um. And I, 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 didn't vocalize. How would you say it? You set this up better than
0: well, me. Well, we both wanted to be talked to, but didn't want to do the talking. Yeah. So we both had to push
1: ourselves to show up other We both wanted it and we, we both will talk dirty, but it wasn't a won't. Like we we won't do yeah, that. But we didn't. We're like, we I will we didn't if think you we were want good that. And then yeah. all of a sudden I'm like, oh, you do want it. Well, wow. I, you have a podcast, but you will do it. <laughs> You want it, but you're great at talking Yes, if, and, and I do want it. So
0: listen back to my episode with Kimmy and Casey for that.
1: Oh, okay. We great.
0: talked about that. Yeah. 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 And that, that helped a lot yeah. And now, but, but we did we take a- the opportunity to go deeper, to show up for each other and push ourselves out of our comfort zones.
1: For yes. Sure. Yes. Hasn't been like a regular practice, but it's been something we've tried and explored whenever we hadn't done that at all. No. Hadn't done it at all. (laughs) And uh, I thought it was like as spicy as it could get. But (laughs) that one area was a little vanilla. And so we Mm -hmm. could we could add in some flavor. Mm -hmm. That's been fun.
0: It has. Well, I just I feel like it has good repercussions if you can get that honest. You know, but there is a push through moment. And so if you're listening to this, you know, maybe it's a good place to start is to just explore the spaces where you're thinking, do I need to cut this out? Because is this something I would want my partner or my friend or whatever to see, to read, you know?
1: Yeah. And I think, I think a question that goes back to Stoic philosophy Um, but as in major in recovery, it's like, um, you know, whether you're, whether you're hungry or well-fed, thirsty or hydrated, whether you're tired or well-rested, like just do the next right thing. Why? Because the rest doesn't matter. You just are doing the next right thing. That's a way to be in the moment, just taking the right steps and the right actions. Yeah. And whenever, and what I've noticed Because for an addict or alcoholic, there's a lot more consequences and things spin out of control a whole whole lot quicker than if you start not, if, if you don't head that off, like one wrong move, it's easier to make, make the next wrong move. And it's even easier to make the next wrong move. And it's hard to get that train slowing down once it's started. Like mine can be a downward spiral to a complete A complete like floor drops out from under you, pitfall, and you're just dropping in the air. So just staying on top of that in the moment, moment by moment, day by day, minute by minute, uh, just do what's right right now. Let's try to do that. Would
0: you say that's your number one practice for this?
1: For honesty? Yeah, and for maybe
0: maintaining this honesty in particular or with yourself.
1: Yeah, I would say you probably have heard. Me more than anyone in my life ever, and especially these last three months, just being more honest in that moment instead of stuffing it. Yeah. Like, and one, I would have to say thank you for being a person that I can do that with. That, um, because sometimes living more honestly and like just sharing what actually comes up right then in that moment. Um, I mean, sometimes you can, you can kind of have some, uh, Discernment of like, should I share this? Should I not? Like, is it helpful? Is it not? Yeah. But if getting it out is helpful, then do it. And so I've become quicker using that muscle of like, ah, this is okay to share. And I want to, and it helps me. And hopefully it'll help her and help us be closer together. So it's almost an invitation in that moment be honest, don't stuff it. Because what can be the worst thing for me is like stuffing something down, stuffing something down. That's why, honestly, after. I pain shops or whatever and found some information. I was just like, what do I do with this? I called a good friend of mine who was helping me at the time. And I said, what do I do? And he's like, well, you can wait on it, but do not wait on it more than like a couple of days. Like,
0: and I think even when you you actually brought it up, you were still going to wait. And then I was like, you better tell me what, what is it? And we got it out right then. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I, I, maybe I was like looking for a sign of like, or that was the sign. I'm not mm-hmm. looking for a sign, but that was the sign of like, okay, don't hold on to this. If she wants to know, let her know. And it helped. Wow. And no, that's powerful right stuffing, there. If
0: somebody wants to know, let them know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Don't keep someone in the dark. Yeah. It doesn't feel healthy for that person. You know that.
0: Oh, I do. Yeah. Doesn't feel good. Doesn't feel good. Yeah.
1: So... I- I think it's interesting to think about that. It might not feel good in the moment, Mm -hmm. but on the other side of it will.
0: Yeah. And I think like if if you're on the other side of it, like meaning, you know, the one hearing the truth, just keep in perspective. None of us are like as clean as we think we are. Mm. You ain't perfect. So get a grip, right? Like get a grip. We can all act offended, defensive, whatever it is, or offended, I think is probably the thing, you know, like, like you did what, you know, or you feel what, but come on, get honest with yourself. If someone, like if, if someone was telling you simply a sex fantasy or something like that, come on, what's really going on in your head? Let's be honest.
1: Yeah. I think something that's been helpful for me is especially like, I never wanted to be in the recovery community. Like I was like, no, I don't need it. I can help myself. I don't need anyone else's help. And I've done this or that or the other. And so ridiculous. Right. But I think that through coming in and seeing like newcomers coming in, I mean, I'm not that far ahead of them. I'm only like coming yeah, up right. on four months. I'm on three months. But seeing when seeing someone come in, that's just in a point of pain and then them start sharing just a little bit of honesty and, you know, they're holding back a bunch. Just being able to like relate and have empathy for that person as they're trying to get honest. Say, oh my gosh, this person's hurting. Mm-hmm. Why were they? And they might share a lie that they told to their employer or their spouse or something like that. And it's like, whoa, why were they doing that? Oh, they're in a place of pain, you and know? So, shame and shame, mm-hmm. shame, condemnation, regret, fear, anxiety, all these different things. So I think being a safe person to allow someone to share, honestly, is like almost dropping your guard so that they can drop their guard. Yeah. That like, hey, this is going to be a safe place or safe space for you to share. And things might come up, but I'm going to do my best to allow you to share. And then we can look at the real reason, the root issue, which is why were you dishonest? What does that come from? Yeah. Where where does that go back to your childhood?
0: I mean, like, what, for me, it really does. Yeah. Like when we're talking about even just those things that you found, you know? I mean, like there's some shame, there's some whatever. And I had to be like, oh yeah. It does go way back. Yeah. And those but, people in recovery.
1: But if you're not able to <laughs> if you're not able to share openly and honestly, um, or if you don't get if you don't take the chance on living honestly, you won't be able to go back and explore. The reasons for the patterns, for the behaviors, right. for the attitudes. And once you start to unearth those things, you'll discover a lot of like self awareness or self discovery that's like, oh. And once you start to learn that, you can start really removing kind of those boulders from the dam that, that like block you off from being more honest or living a better life.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think it's well said to end on. Oh. yeah anything else you want to add i love you too thanks for doing this i love how
1: honest we can be with each other
0: me too me too and i get nervous sometimes because i start projecting to the future like oh god can we keep this up you know Mm. but uh that takes away from the moment of now so i just try to rein it in and be honest now do the next thing yeah show up
1: that's true shame if but in recovery they say Like if you try to think about being sober for the rest of your life, that puts such a weight on it that like you might just go, fuck it, I can't do it. Instead of just going, No, I'm gonna I'm gonna live so I'm gonna be sober for these next twenty four hours. Just today. Just for today. today. And so I think I think for us, like, yeah, we can do this. Yeah. Just for today. today. And and we're gonna keep doing it tomorrow because it feels good today. Yeah. Just like being sober, like if actually it feels great that I'm not mm-hmm. hungover, it feels great that I'm not hiding anything. It feels great that like I have an intimate relationship with my partner. Big it feels team. great. So I'm going to do this today. Yeah. And guess what? I'm planning on doing it tomorrow too. <laughs> and it's going to stay that way. Yep. Um,
0: That's good. Yeah. I'm a, I am like that Yeah, so, so much. I, I like one day at a time. I
1: don't want to do a trade. Like if I decided that I'm not going to live honestly, like that is a trade off. But deciding I'm going to live, honestly, that's a trade up. Like, that's, I love that. Like, mm-hmm. like let's do some trade ups, which trading off like the shame and guilt and regret and like even the white lies like those things. Um, yeah, those are trade offs because it was for like peace of mind and fear of being found out mm-hmm. and being embarrassed Well, they
0: uh, also just say that you are hearing yourself say something untrue. So it destroys your own self-trust because you know you're not a person to be trusted, which I'm talking about my Monday episode this week, too. So, yeah, yeah, rigorous honesty.
1: Rigorous honesty. I love it.
0: That's the path we're on, babe. Yes.
1: (laughs) Yes. I love you. I love you. Thanks for doing this so much.
0: Thanks for doing this today. I love you. I love you. I'm excited to talk about it more later. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Yeah. So I love you. And um, yeah, just one day at a time. Just choose it today.
1: Can I tell you something? Yeah. You're so gorgeous.
0: Oh, honey. Thank you. You're hot stuff. (laughs) I love everything
1: about you. Obviously, the exterior. But Mm -hmm. man, that interior, that beautiful heart. Thank you. Beautiful you.
0: I love you. I love you too. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. Thank you so much to Justin for showing up and speaking from his heart today. And um, I just feel grateful to be able to, to do this and to just keep pushing myself in new ways to lift my voice in a super honest way, in a super open way. And the more you do it, the easier it gets. It is like a muscle. It is a practice. The more you do it, the easier it will become and the more it will become second nature to you. And I think the reverse is true too. When we lie, when we get into that space, that starts to come easier. So just keep making the choice today, just in the next moment. Mm, Where can I catch myself a little bit? Where can I Perhaps maybe not have that exchange in such a flirty way, or maybe I cannot stretch the truth, or whatever it is, right? Just for today, just for now, just for the next thing. Just go easy on yourself, and uh, sooner it'll get easier and easier. <laughs> so, thanks to Justin. Remember, you can follow him at the Big Pygmy on Instagram, or follow his podcast, of course, Overcome with Justin Wren, which is phenomenal. Oh my God! This. Uh, oh wait. No, when we're recording this, he's got an episode out with Nat Rogoshevsky, which absolutely check it out. Wow. Um, got to give a little plug to that. So new episodes, of course, with this are out every Monday and Thursday. Join my newsletter because every Monday I'm doing three things that I learned this week to shine brighter and stay focused. That comes out every Monday, super simple newsletter. And then Thursday, I'll let you know about what the interview is this week and what you can look for and learn to better ourselves and keep rocking our lives like crazy, transforming into our best, most badass versions that are just... Oh, spreading ourselves wider and living this life that we've got to the best of our potential. Sounds pretty damn good, doesn't it? does to me. That's why we're here. So keep speaking up, keep lifting your voice, keep rising higher. I am so proud of you. You are a badass. And yeah, I look forward to connecting more. Remember, you can reach out to me anytime. amy at amyedwards.com. I love you so much. Till next time. Thank you so much for listening. If you liked this show, please rate and review. It totally matters. And I encourage you to spread the love too and share this episode with a friend if you feel called.